Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today we are talking to Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. Wow. But first, you know, I got something really serious to talk to you about, Scotty. What's this? Okay. This this is kind of stressful. Apparently, there are significant others. I get okay. messages all the time from listeners of this podcast and and they're putting their significant others in basically like hostage situations and forcing them to listen to certain episodes of this podcast. Okay, so let me get this straight. Yeah. What you're telling me is <laughs> right. Your some of your followers of your podcast. Right. That are women. women. Right. Yeah, your women yeah. followers. Yes. Who are married. Or, or boyfriends, relation, whatever. Yeah, relationships. Relationship mm-hmm. with someone. Um, are saying to you that they want their husbands or significant no, others like to listen? No, they're like forcing them to listen. Which I so they're like, oh, I made my like boyfriend tying them down. Like, are they into that red room of pain? I don't we talked know. About? It could be Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Yeah. I don't know. No, like, and I I feel like you need to give them advice as you know a red or a person. What do you do? When you're forced oh. to listen to spiritual stuff. Okay. Well, I, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. If you told me <laughs> that I had to listen to any podcast, <laughs> I'm going to say no. But what if it was I mean, like I'm just going to be like, no, no. But what if it was like, you know, going to help you like, okay, you know, you talk a lot about how you've gone through stuff with work and like finding yourself. What if I was like, okay, Scott, like this podcast is about, you know, you kind of going through your own spiritual awakening like last week still or this no. is going to help you? Still no. no. Still no. Wow. You're just stubborn. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you do try to get me to, you know, you even like sometimes will try to get me to watch like an, an uh, what's that, uh, SNL skit. Yeah, and I'll just be like, sometimes no, they're funny. No. But I don't listen. I'm not. I'm not listening to any podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. I barely listen to our podcast. You do like Girls Got to Eat. I made you listen to that one, okay. and you thought that was entertaining. Okay, you did make me listen to Girls Got to Eat. <laughs> um, and now you've been like borderline stalking them. I like that one. So that I there could was get like, on. There were parts I liked. They're, it's funny. They're funny. Like most of it I don't like, but there's parts I do like. <laughs> they're funny. They're funny. People. They are funny. We, we should have them on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, so, well. You're like two steps away. They're either going to say yes or they're going to deliver a restraining order. We've been really trying. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, we're like, maybe if we try this DM, maybe if we try yeah. this DM. Maybe, maybe, I shouldn't this. Have, maybe I shouldn't have sent that picture. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that, that, is that why my Instagram account was uh, restricted for a few weeks? I think they closed out my account. <laughs> You're stalking. I was, uh, yeah, I was doing a little bit of stalking. Um, so anyway, so yes. Okay, so here's here's no, my advice. seriously, I don't think- do it. <laughs> don't do it, guys. Don't listen to them. Although I have to say, uh, last night mm-hmm. I was forced, like, handcuffed to the chair, and I had to watch the Beverly Hills of nine hundred two and zero. What is this nonsense? The Real Housewives. Real Housewives. Of Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I have to say, I've never seen a show so three D. <laughs> In my life, this is the first time I've actually I, seen this episode. Show whatever. It. It's like it's like eating chips. It's like <laughs> chips that are rotten, it's like just, rotten chips. It's just, it's. I don't know what it is. I mean, I talk all this stuff about like you know the fifth dimension and spiritual awakenings, yeah. but man, I love my Real Housewives. Of oh my Beverly God. There's like <laughs> these women in these horrific outfits. That nobody They're, looks. Everybody's good. like hanging out. <laughs> They couldn't even keep a bra crystal because it would fall on the floor because the things are <laughs> flopping everywhere. They do, they do they're like seventy five, like seventy five years old. They are a little older. Yeah, they're really old, and <laughs> like they, it's just horrible. And then they talk about like, oh, I'm more glamorous than you're glamorous. Well, the fight was literally. You were like, what are they fighting about? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're fighting about who's more glam on purpose. I think. I- <laughs> I don't People even like one person. Like, I was on this cover and I'm on this soap opera. That was so and I did this cover. I was in more covers than you could ever dream of. I just finished filming my movie. Um, you know, they, yeah, they all one up each other. Yeah, they're like all trying I to one up each other. They do. I mean, the one lady looked like the Avatar. Um, oh, you know, Dorit's she, hair. Yeah, she had like this it haircut. Did. Yeah. I thought she was trying out for the Avatar movie, like yeah. there's a sequel coming. That, and she's that's exactly what I thought of, too. Be a star in it. <laughs> like you plug that into the... They Remember in the movie, they would plug their tails into their... Um, what are those things that flew? Yeah. So the, the, yeah they they had things. to plug the their plug, tail yeah. into the things that they flew on. Yeah. Well, that's what Dorit looked like. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Here she is with, like, a plug with the tail of an avatar, and then she's, like, like bragging that she's going to own a Buca de Beppo. It's a Buca de Beppo. 
like <laughs> a Buca de Beppo? I mean, come on. It's like, you know, I owned I know. a KFC once. I didn't brag about it. You've never owned a KFC. But, like, <laughs> it's the same thing. So, nothing wrong with owning a Buca de Beppo. No, That's great. But, like, that. don't pretend, like, you're competing with Lisa Vanderpump, right. by the way, which right. she started doing. She was like, oh, <laughs> like, come on. Well, I mean, yeah. So, guys, you're, you know, my advice is don't let them do it. Don't, don't. don't you resist. do not have to listen to our podcast. Resist. Although I do, I, I do sometimes get guys that do, uh, that are not Amish, that do <laughs> TM me and tell me how, uh, how they do enjoy the podcast. No, I do, too. I it, get that, too. It's a small percentage. It is. The Jumanji thing did be- give us, like, a little bounce. We did get your, the bounce, the Jumanji bounce, I call it. strip podcast. Yeah, I call it the JJ, the, Juban- the, the Jumanji bounce. The and JJ, Jumanji, yeah, Jumanji jump. The Jumanji jump. jump. We got okay. the Jumanji jump. Yeah, Jumanji where we jump. had an increase in male listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's kind of gone now. It's kind of faded. It's faded. <laughs> the jump is faded. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, do, do whatever you can to get away. You know, get your MIR out and, uh, th- you know, throw it at her or whatever. <laughs> um, and, and just don't listen to her. But I think we have a great guest today for you. We do. Let's get right to it. Okay. Hey, guys. I am here with Sheena Shea. So I'm so excited. She's an actress. She's a singer. You may know her from Vanderpump Rules. Actually, Sheena... I was, this is a little crazy. I was watching Victorious with my 11-year-old on Netflix the other day. Yeah. (laughs) And it was so crazy. And we were watching the episode with you in it. And I told my daughter, I'm like, that's Sheena. And she's going to be on the podcast. And she like freaks out. And my God, (laughs) there she is. Oh my gosh. So do you know your aura? Because that is what I do here. And you have a very remarkable one. Do you have like a color that's always been your favorite or anything like that? Um, I've always been a pink girl. Yeah. But over the last couple of years, I really like, um, like teal and like that kind of like accent color. That's pretty much in my whole house and my apartment. I just, um, I love like that teal, aqua, marine. Like those bright, bright colors. Yeah. So it, I often say that like your show is a very, like Vanderpump Rules is a very purple show, but you're the most purple person on it. Like it, it actually, it is very purple. Everything at Sir is purple. The like, like a boss video that Lala and I did, everything was purple lights. It was just all, I'm always surrounded by purple it like it finds you and like I just I I, when I look at your aura like you know most people have two colors and you have blue too it's just that you're so bright purple and purple's just so you so I'm an aura reader you know and I know you're familiar with the world of psychics and and things like that and purples I find are very like intuitive and artistic and like to change it up a lot and what I noticed for you, just in general, like, you know, when I look at you and all the areas that you kind of show up for us, I like, she changes it up a lot. Like, that's what I see with you. Like, you like to keep it interesting and fresh. And that's such like a purple person thing to do. Like, how okay. do you feel like being stagnant? Does that stress you out or? Yes. Oh my God. Like <laughs> I always need to be doing something. I have a very hard time relaxing because I feel like I'm not being productive So uh, this whole quarantine, it's crazy because I feel like I've been actually busier than when I'm just at home. But like when I'm at home and I have that day off and I just want to like binge TV all day, I feel guilty. And like in quarantine, I don't really feel guilty because I'm like, I cannot do anything outside of my house. So if I want to binge, you know, three seasons of Ozark, we're going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. I just did the first season and it was, it's very dark. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm, I'm into that though. I like dark stuff. Well, that's the thing, but like with purples, it's like this need to create is so extra or something, but I feel like I'm, all right. So this is just me on like on the show. I, cause you have like a YouTube channel, like you perform, like you have a lot going on. Yeah. And I just noticed that they, it's almost like, here, I'm just going to say it. Like, it's almost like they need to pigeonhole you or something into like yeah. one role. And that bothers me because like, I'm all for like purple people's rights. <laughs> just like, where it's like, show her creativity. But I feel like you get the, I, I call it like purple shaming a lot. Like when purples get kind of like, 
I don't know, like called out instead of them being like creative or whatever, they have to be seen as naive or like all over the place or like disorganized. And, but you're not like you're, you have it all very much together in your life. What do you, how do you feel about that? Like your role on the show this season? Oh, I mean, I absolutely hate everything about it. <laughs> um, I just feel like, yeah, like they have me just stuck in this, like, you're a waitress, you don't do anything else, nothing else is important, we don't care about your fertility journey. Like, it just, I do feel very stuck. And I'm really hoping with, um, I can't really talk about it, but I don't know if you've seen anything recently about um, editing to be specific. Yeah. But um, I mean, I've, I felt like slightly like vindicated this past week and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not crazy. But um, yeah, I just, I do feel very stuck and I feel like I'm so much more than what they're showing on the show. I'm very one dimensional and yeah. there's just so much more to me. And when you watch my YouTube or listen to my podcast or yes. even on my show in Vegas, like everyone knows there's just like a whole world of Sheena out there that you're not seeing on Vanderpump Rules because you're just seeing the like 5% boy crazy. Yeah. 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 I, and I, that's what I noticed a lot happens for you. And then sometimes other people who are just very themselves, it's easier. It's like almost like there's an easy target because you're so real and you're so authentic and you'll just like, okay, like you're so flexible. You're such a team player that all of a sudden, that's what you feel like to me, like such a team player that all of a sudden, like with, I don't know how these shows work or whatever, you know, in my own experience, but it's like, obviously it's like, well, this is easy. Let's just get her to do this, 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 and this. And but isn't it funny how you said I'm not crazy. And I think a lot of purple people or like intuitive people in general, we can like really, I like, I understand that. Cause it's like when you don't have proof, but you know, it, it's the most frustrating thing. And then one day the, the truth makes itself known and you're like, Oh my God, you know, like I, yeah. I see everybody you know, like that. Yeah. So I'm glad you got that truth. And, and that came to light for you and you got that sort of vindication that like, you're not paranoid or whatever. Like these are things that are kind of being put on you. Um, your YouTube channel. I really love it. Like, Thank I, you. I really do. It's really fun. It's like uh, the way I, who, who edits it? Do you guys do that yourself or something? Cause like the way it is so good. Yeah. Like, my sister's boyfriend does all of it for me. I love it. Yeah. It's really cute. Like it jumps around and it's very much like a slice of your life, which I really appreciate. Um, well, let's talk about your new relationship. So yeah. All right. So how long have you, Brock, right? Yes. So I just have to tell you that I creeped, I creeped on you a little bit and I looked at all your exes and <laughs> he a totally different aura color than you dated ever. Oh, like, wait. Okay. Tell me more yeah. about that. Okay. So he, so Brock's red and blue. And I think that's like perfect. Like reds and purples always like work it and make it work or whatever. I feel like he's the first one that doesn't need you to change or morph or be different for his own ego or something of all it's just that's I just feel like you can be you around him what would yeah you that? I completely agree I've never felt so comfortable with someone I've I'm not afraid to speak my mind I'm not so passive anymore and I just I feel like there's nothing that like, there aren't those like red flags and the things like holding me back that in my last relationship, I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like, it's okay. Like I can get past that or that's okay. Or no, I'll accept this. And with Brock, I'm just like, sorry, like you're going to get the most like raw me. Like I'm not putting up with any of your shit. I've done enough of that. But it just, it works so well. And that's funny that you said he's red and blue because that equals purple. It does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, like when I was looking at his aura, he's just, he's, he feels to me like very direct and very honest and like, and he's like totally call. When you say call him out, he welcomes that. I feel like it's, it actually like, you know, contributes to your passionate connection or whatever. Um, but it's just because I was looking at your exes and I was like, okay. And we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but like, no, it's fine. Is that okay? Okay. Because with well, your ex-husband, for example, that's Mike, right? Yeah. Okay. He was purple and blue as well, but like it was different shades. And I don't, 
And I don't really know. This is just what I'm getting. I feel like you had to do a lot of holding him up. Like a yeah. lot of giving, a lot of like, okay, I don't want to hurt him. A lot of constantly like, almost like it was a healing relationship for him, but he would take and take and take and you weren't really getting much back from it. And it felt kind of sad to me. Yeah. Like, And I, I mean, I think like you've lived so much life in so few years, like you're like, you've done a lot in your, in your young age. And I feel like when I looked at that relationship, it felt very past life connected to me, almost like it was something that you had to figure out in this mm-hmm. lifetime and let go of in a way that you let go of the guilt with it too. I just felt bad for him, but also yeah. it was a self-sacrifice to be there. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I felt um, a similar, like, not that Adam and I were technically ever together, but I felt very similar feelings and just like overall with Adam. And it was like, I felt like that's why I was trying so hard to make that work because it didn't work with Shay and Shay's an amazing person. Like we're still friends. I still have so much love for him, but as a relationship, it just wasn't working. And then with Adam, I was like, Oh, here's another project. Like I can fix this one since I couldn't fix the last one. But then that was just so toll. It was just such a toll on every ounce of me. And it was just like, I lost myself. I was just like living my life every day for my best friend who I started sleeping with, who I was like, well, what do you need to make your life better? And like, it was just all about him and same kind of with Rob. But, um, how, how do you tell, um, what your aura color is? Like what, what is like every color has like certain characteristics, like you being like in and then there's like ways that you carry it. So for example, like you're very purple, but you have blue in there too. But you're, I feel like you're supposed to be more purple mm-hmm. and then blue. But it's funny because we were talking about, you know, your other relationships. I feel like you were living more in the blue. And sometimes when people do that, because blue is like very much absorbent. So I absorb into your needs and I become what you need me to be. Now, some people, that's fine for them. Um, like a lot of blues are like nurses or teachers or, you know, things like that and, and, or therapists and that works for them. And if, and sometimes they're in relationships where they don't mind being more than giver to somebody, but, but because that's not who you are, I think you were finding people that kind of always needed fixing, but never got better. And Mm -hmm. because you're purple too, and maybe this is what you figured out because you're purple too. You're like, Oh my gosh, was this my way of like being creative or was this my way of like expressing myself or whatever? And, and instead of putting my energy into my career or like, like, cause, and now I feel like you're with somebody who's like, let's do this together. Like I said, cool. Like they don't care. Like, I don't feel like Brock cares if people are like, Oh my gosh, Sheena and her boyfriend like that. Like, you know, it's, it's not, he's secure in himself. So you uh-huh. don't have to protect him from that. Maybe where in, in the past you did. Um, the one who really upset me, <laughs> the one ex, um, when I was looking was, oh my gosh, what's his name? Rob. Rob. Oh my God. Okay. When I look, he's green and blue. And I feel like I feel like every purple goes through a green guy stage where it's like, okay, we're going to like, I don't know. I'm going to convince him that all his logic or whatever isn't correct or whatever. And like, I feel like he was really, I don't, I don't know him, but I feel like he was really good at like almost taking whatever you felt and like explaining himself over it or trying to convince you otherwise. And then you would push back or whatever. It just felt really unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think, It's funny you said that about Shay, about the past life thing, because I've had a psychic reading um, with... Have you been watching the show this season? Yeah, I've watched sporadically. Okay, so did you see um, when I tried to surprise Dana for her birthday with a psychic? No, I didn't see that one. It it did not go well. Uh Dana feels like she'd be um, a little anti-psychic stuff, but I don't know. The thing is, she's into it, and we've talked about it before, but I thought it was going to be like an amazing birthday surprise. For example, (laughs) I just did this with my mom literally yesterday. I surprised, and it was the best day of her fucking life. Fun, yeah. But Dana, I I understood she wasn't ready and whatever. But anyways, this same woman I had a reading with um, about, 
Uh, two and a half years ago, it was December, November, December, 2017. It was right after Rob and I broke up. Mm. I had just gotten the Vegas offer, but nobody knew about it yet. And so all of the things Shauna was telling me was like, there's like a big career change, a big move, like blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you, like, this hasn't been announced yet. And there were like so many things. And she's like, but I just like really feel this like heartbreak. Like you're just like inside, like it's just, it's, and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I'm going through a breakup. Like, yeah, that's public, whatever. But I so believe in all of this stuff. So I wasn't like skeptical, like, oh, sure. You saw that online. I believed everything she was saying, but what really got me was she was like, I feel like you guys have been together before. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, back in like 2007, like we dated (laughs) off and on for like a year. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like in like a past life. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I've never heard anything about past oh, life for me yeah. personally. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, she goes, you have um, more than one soulmate. And she goes, mm-hmm. and not all soulmates are meant to be your life partner. And she was like, and Rob is one of your soulmates. He's a cosmic soulmate. And in every lifetime, you guys find your way back to each other. And... um she was like, but in this lifetime, he was here to teach you a lesson and that's to put yourself first. And I was just so shook because I've never done that. And he kept pushing me to like, you know, don't worry about me. Do do you do the show, do your career. And I was like, no, no, no. I care more about you. I'll leave the show for you. And he was like, I was so thankful. Actually, it's the only thing probably I'm thankful for him for was for not letting me give up my career for him when I was ready. But when she said that, like, she goes, but the reason why he's so distant and like selfish, she goes, I don't know what it is. She's like, but you did something to him in a past life that really hurt him. And in this life, he can't let that go and like fully commit to you. Yeah. It was just so nuts because I always felt this annoying connection to him. It was this unfinished business. It was like, we needed to have that relationship. Like, happen, fail, continue, whatever it was, because he was literally always on my mind. Like it was like, like, Oh, the one that got away. Like, I wonder like, what if, and it was like the second I ran into him at a concert, right. As my marriage is ending in the middle of an Aerosmith concert, 10,000 people. And I run into him. It just felt like fate, but it was like, it was just so crazy when she said all of that, because I'm like, okay, but can we just end the Robin Sheena in this (laughs) lifetime? Please do not come find me in my next life. No, but yeah. that's, it's, it's weird because it, that's the thing with past life connections. Like they'll come back around because you have to figure it out. And I, and I, everything she said, like, I agree with that. Like, that just feels like it's spirit coming into your life and trying to give you this lesson. And they're like, freaking embrace it. And when you do, you'll get to next level, which you did, you yeah. know, and that's where you're at now. And I, I feel like, you know, this is moving quick with Brock, you know, and I think that's something like, as you know, you've probably heard or whatever, but I feel for you, you download quickly. So I feel like when you get lessons from spirit, like you're the type of person like, okay, like you push aside your ego because it hurts to learn something. But I feel like with you, you push aside that you're like, okay, I'm going to absorb that lesson. And I'm going to download it and I'm going to move on. And I feel like that's why Brock showed up for you because I yeah. get it. like, right. Cause he's so different than anyone else. So different. Yeah. And like, it, and like, it's not like you're 20, you know what I mean? And I feel like, and you're also, you've learned a lot. So I feel like, how do you handle, that's my question really. Like, you know, a lot of people who listen, they struggle with their own voice, you know, or, or trusting themselves after, I don't know. And, and no, and it's got to be really hard because, like, you've had to do all this, not just with, like, friends and family watching, but, like, you know, trolls online or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you or what advice do you give people to trusting themselves after such a situation in their own lives where maybe they are going to have a hard time trusting? How did you do that again? I just kind of, I told myself, I was like, I mean, I don't think anything's going to be worse than what I've already been through. So I don't want to not take a chance and lose out on someone amazing. I remember when the whole month that Max and I dated and I was telling my sister about him and I was like, Oh, I'm so excited. Like this guy like really likes me. Like I've never felt like, like the attention he was giving me the texts and all the things he was saying. I was like, this is like what I always wanted from like Rob and Adam and never got. So I'm like, I didn't feel it was the right time. Tyler Henry, 
told me I needed to not date until the end of 2019, going into 2020 to focus on myself. (laughs) And I didn't listen. And I was like, yeah, but this guy like really likes me. So let me see where it goes. And I should have, I should have listened because then boom, end of 2019, I meet Brock, but it was so crazy. So I was talking to my sister, I was dropping her off at the airport and I was just like, but what if like, this doesn't work out like again? And she was like, she goes, sis, if Ariana Grande could get through last year, like you're going to be just fine. She's like, let me play you a song. And she played me thank you next. And I was like, oh my God. And so I literally think like, you know, like what would Ariana do? And I'm like, what she went through publicly with Mac Miller, with Pete, with everything and still is the concert, like that whole, you know, like I can't even imagine. I was like, yeah, the shit that I'm dealing with is nothing when you think about people on a bigger platform, just on that larger scale. And so I try and think of things in that way. And that's why I also do what I do because I want people to see me as that Ariana Grande or whoever is their person, you know, where it's like, oh, wow, Sheena went through that on national television. Like I could go through that. Like I'll be okay in private. So that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. But I just, I think for me, I just try and keep that mentality. Like it can't get any worse. And even if it does, I'm going to be okay Yeah. because like, I just, I know I am. I'm always okay. I'm a very strong person. And I just, I do look up to people who are on a way bigger scale than me who have been through worse. And I'm just like, I got this. Like, I love it's, that. It's, like it's you- refreshing to know that someone like super famous, like goes through this kind of shit. And I'm like, I mean, I got a little taste of that, but like... It just, it definitely, I think, helps. I think that's cool. Like, so you're, you kind of, I, yeah, like, because you're blue too, you can borrow, you can borrow vibrations a little mm-hmm. bit, which I think is, I mean, actually, that's so cool because that's an interesting way to put it. Like when you're going through something, look at somebody else who's gone through a parallel situation, try to borrow their success, borrow their vibe, borrow how they've helped other people through it. I think yeah. that that is, that's so energy. And that's so like intuitive and I love that. Like, and yeah. I think that can really mm-hmm. help people like, okay, if I, if I, you know, dealing with my shit, then like I can look at somebody else who's gone through it even on a bigger scale and just borrow their strength. Mm-hmm. And I love that you do that for your, the people that follow you. It's like, I'm going to be authentic to you. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give and please take from that, like borrow it, like use it. And that's such a beautiful gift, like to give to yeah. people energetically. That's so nice of you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that, yeah, that was like a big thing. Like I, I always talk about like different aura colors and how they like pick themselves up after trauma or pick themselves up after, um, I don't know, some, some people take it better than others. Like, and I think with you, so you're a singer, you're an actress, you have a podcast, you you know, you're on the show, you've been in the public eye for a long time. How did you, because you can feel other people watching you or, you know, you taking from you or I don't know, just kind of judging or, or cheering or anything. Like it's a lot of energy. How do you, I don't know, risk falling on your face, I guess, you know, in, in life and, and risking and putting yourself out there. How do you do that with such strength? I think I, I get a lot of it from my mom. Like Mm -hmm. she went through a lot of loss around my age, lost both of her parents. I was in high school. Both of my dad's parents passed away at the exact same time. So within a year, all four of my grandparents, both sets of my parents' parents. And from there, then it was just like, then my uncle passed away, then my other uncle, and then my best friend, and then my aunt. And then it was just like, I feel like we've suffered so much loss that it's like, well, we can do one of two things. We can go the route of like drugs and alcohol and, you know, just like trying to cover it all up and like hide it and whatever, or we can be strong and come out on top and help other people. And that's literally the, I mean, not the only reason, but the biggest reason of why I do what I do is because I do want to help people. And even if that means I look like a boy, crazy, desperate piece of shit on reality TV, people are seeing through that. And that still is even helping people because they're just like, I see how like relatable that is. And I'm in, um, 
I do this thing every week. It's called a huddle and it's um, 10 fans. It's like 20 or 30 bucks. It all goes to charity and it's an hour like Zoom, like a FaceTime type of thing. And since I started these a few weeks ago, we started a group chat on Instagram and yesterday started talking about like I said something about anxiety and then literally like the 10 people in that are like, me too, me too, me too, me too. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. They're like, thank you so much. I'm like, I talk about it filming all the time. It just doesn't make it on the show because yeah. why show that I'm actually dealing with something real? Yeah, human with so, emotions, right. Yeah, so we've been talking about this all of yesterday, all of today. And I was like, how about the huddle that I do next week? We, you know, make it anxiety-based. and like. That talk about all of that. And like the people in this group chat are just like, like, it's like, I mean, to be kind of dramatic, but it's like changing their life. Like this one girl was like, I've never felt comfortable talking about this before. She's like, literally like these huddles, it's like the highlight of my week. Like it just like has changed like quarantine life for some of these people. And I'm like, I was able to do that by just giving an hour of my time, the money goes to charity and just like, making connections. And now these are people I'm probably going to keep in touch with forever because we have our group chat. And it's just like, that's, I'm like, this is why I do what I do. Because if me talking about my anxiety can help those 10 people, it's probably helping 10,000 people. And I just don't hear from all of them. So I think just knowing that what I'm doing is helping others relate to me. That's how I get through it and just keep staying strong. You definitely have a ripple effect when you do like, that's just very high vibrational ripple effect. Give back your gift. What I noticed about you is like, you're an extremely giving person and you're just finding the right places to give it to. That's it. Yeah. Like, maybe you used to give it to, yeah. Like we talked about situations that weren't going to get better no matter how much you gave it to. And now you're giving it to situations that are getting better. And when you do that, it like feeds you and then it propels you forward. And it seems like that's what you figured out, which is like, yeah. And I love the creative way that you figured out how to do that. You know, and, 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 um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about anxiety because that is a purple person thing and a blue person thing, an empath thing, a purple person thing. I think it comes from with you anyways, just do you ever find yourself feeding off of it in order, like, like when you perform, for example, or when you have to go do something stressful, do you find yourself like, instead of running from it, kind of just taking it and using it? Yeah. Because I mean, I kind of don't have a choice, you know, I made the choice to be in the public eye, to be a performer. So like that anxiety, it's like, I mean, anxiety is when you're, you know, you're like worrying about the future. It's not, you're not worrying about the past. That's more like depression. And it's like, not like right now it's like, okay, but what's going to happen when I do this? And I've been trying, especially with this relationship with Brock, I've been trying to just live in the now and not worry about the future. But I know that it's something that I've, I've always struggled with since I was a kid. Finally got on medication for it like four or five years ago. And now it's something that I try and turn into a positive. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but like, I still have to do what I have to do. So let's just take this energy, channel it into something good and just know it's going to be okay. And if it's not, and I fuck up, whatever, I'm, I'm human. I'm not perfect. And I'm sick of trying to act like I'm perfect. I'm like, yeah, like, my relationship with Rob was far from perfect. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, no, 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 this is perfect. This is what I want. And I was convincing myself. I was like, I wasn't lying to anyone else. I just was literally telling myself like, no, 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 this is your person. This is what you want. This isn't working out right now, but it will. It's just going to take some time. And it just... um yeah, I don't even know if I'm actually answering your question. No, because no, <laughs> anytime you talk about that relationship, I'm like, oh my god! Because like every time I look at that picture, that was the picture that gave me the most stress. Like of all the like, that's how I read. I look at pictures and I get energy from them, and that one just gave me so much stress. But that's because you learned so much from it, and that's yeah. because you took away so much, and that's because it was such like an energetically dense situation for you. Um, and it was probably a time when you figured out anxiety and like different roles and what it does for you. Yeah. I, I love that you're so honest about your journey with, you know, freezing your ex and like that decision. I just find that very empowering for women. I read a lot of women 
Um, and I don't know, there's something about 35 and everyone starts freaking out, you know, and, and it could yeah. be because we, we go to the OB and they start treating you like you're a grandmother. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, it ha- they're very direct about things. And I see so many women like, oh my gosh, I have to have babies and they're single. And it like causes such a vibe in them because when you're desperate for something like everything eludes you it's so I think like you taking control over your life like that is something a lot of women need to like see and embrace and be like okay maybe that's for me how did you come to that decision it was something that I had been thinking about for a few years uh, season five, I believe, Kristen and I went to the same clinic. Um, I'm at SCRC, but we saw Dr. Surrey instead of Dr. Gadir because I had known him from Villa Blanca. And I was just like, I was still married at the time and I was considering freezing embryos because I knew we were not in any place <laughs> to have children anytime soon. I mean, financially and just where Shay and I were at in our relationship. I knew that was like not the soon path we were going down. So I went and saw the doctor and he couldn't find one of my ovaries and finally found it like hiding behind some other organ. Right. And he was like, oh, like your left ovary is like diminished. And I'm like, excuse me? Ouch. <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, he's like, it's just something to think about, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, okay, well, this is expensive right now. I can't afford it. I just, I, I was expecting to go and then say like, yeah, you're perfect. Like you can wait a few years. Right. Wasn't that, but I waited a year. Then I went to my OB and she did the same ultrasound. And she was just like, you know, she goes, yeah, but no two organs are the exact same size. So yes, one is smaller. That's not going to affect you having kids. Like you're good. So I was like, okay, cool. And then it's like, I'm with Rob at the time. So I was like, well, I mean, we're going to get married and have kids. So I don't need to freeze them. Then that blows up in my face. Then I moved to Vegas. Then I started sleeping with my best friend, Adam. And then it was just like, what am I'm not making any progress in that sort of future. So around when Adam and I were kind of wrapping up, but trying to like keep the friendship but not hook up anymore. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I just, I need to do this. And I went and I saw Dr. Gadir because one of my friends was going through IVF with him at the time. And I just felt like, I don't know where my life is going. If I'm going to stay single, if things with Adam are going to work out, if I'm going to meet someone new, but I knew from my reading I had with Tyler Henry, he told me that he saw me having kids in an unconventional way. He said he saw the thing with Adam being a six month period and I needed to get out, told me I needed to focus on myself and to not worry about love until end of 2019, 2020, that was my time. And I was like, okay, well in September, 2018, that sounded like a really long time away or no. So yeah, September, 2018. So I'm like, wait, you're saying like a year and a half, like so, but I was like, and then I did the max thing. That didn't, I'm like, okay, listen to Tyler Henry. He said he saw me having kids in an unconventional way. And I was like, do you mean like adoption? Do you mean like IVF? And he was like, yeah, something along like the IVF round. And I was like, crazy. I go, because for the last three years, I've been thinking about freezing my eggs. I just haven't done it yet. And he's like, you, you need to do that. Just trust me, do that as soon as you can. And so that was in September. And then I was like, okay, yeah. Like, and I'm a huge fan of his. And he's, I like everything he said 100% has now come true full circle fucking crazy. That's crazy. But at the time I was like, well no, like this guy Max really likes me. So I'm going to see where it goes. Like maybe Tyler's wrong about this. Right. And I was like, nope. <laughs> right. And so that ended in November and I was like, okay, well he was right about this. So I'm like, I'm going to go see the doctor and they told me um with the blood test that my AMH levels were 0.28 and for someone my age, I mean, for anyone, that's extremely bad. That's almost zero. Right. But for my age, the lowest healthy that it should have been was like about 1.4. Mm-hmm. But like 4.2 was like a good solid, like, and I'm like, I'm at 0.28. So my doctor was like, it, it's not a number that can change. It will just continue to decrease. It's never going to go up. It's usually genetic. It not necessarily is because I was on birth control for 20 years. It's not necessarily because I smoke weed every day for the last 10 years. It just is 
something that can be genetic. And, you know, there's just women who have fertility issues for no reason. Right. One of the nurses who used to be in his office never was on birth control a year or two younger than me. And she was 0.16. Wow. And there was nothing that should have caused that. It just, it is what it is. So once I found that out, I was like, okay, I need to take this into my own hands right now. I can afford it. I have the time. We weren't filming. We were about to be on air again. I was like, this is the best time I can do this. So I got on all of these supplements for about a month. I went fully sober for about a month. And then once my levels, like, then it was like my estrogen was too high. And then this and... Oh my God. I know. It's like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you think about, right? For like... Literally. Yeah. So after about 30 days of just like getting my body ready, I went back. They're like, okay, your levels are perfect. We can start injections tomorrow. So I did it. We got 12, um, 12 eggs. Only nine were mature. And that just wasn't enough. Like I was hoping for 20 to 30, but I didn't have that many follicles growing and whatnot. And so then he was like, I I do recommend you doing another round. Um, And it wasn't that hard on my body. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this again. I can afford to do it again. But I'm I'm like, I need to go back to my normal life. Like I want to travel because now we're in January. So we're doing a lot of press in New York. Mm -hmm. I had a trip to Australia planned didn't know I would meet my Australian man in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like all of these things and it was like Coachella, Stagecoach, Vegas, like all of these things I wanted to do through May. So I was like, do you think we can wait until like June? And he was like, yeah, there's no rush. He's like, I just, I think this year you should do it again. So I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until summer. And I was like, and then you know what? Maybe the show will cover it. And that could be something for all these women out there to yeah. really... And then they just brushed over Yeah, it, they're but... like, eh. <laughs> But I got, then that time I had 18 follicles. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get so many more eggs. I have 18 follicles. We only got seven. Uh So, but all seven that came out were mature. That's good. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm at 16. And he's like, again, it's good. It's not great. Because once you fertilize them, you're probably going to lose half. Once you genetically test them, you probably lose another half. Say you have a miscarriage. Say you want two or three kids. Like it just... It, it didn't seem like enough to me. So I'm actually, I'm on day two of being oh sober gosh, again. You. Okay. And um, I'm getting ready to do this again, hopefully in June, okay. uh, if not July. But I'm hoping that I'm on all of my supplements still. I'm starting my DHEA again today because I haven't been on that the last few months. But I'm hoping that when I go back in a few weeks, they say, you know, your body's ready. You've cleansed for a few weeks. Um, you're good to do another round. And even if I only get one egg this time, I ain't doing it again. I've always been yeah, very really open to adoption. And yeah. if none of these 16 or whatever else eggs I get are good, then you know what? I'm just not supposed to bring a biological child into this world. You know what? For whatever I feel reason. a little boy around you, like so strong that someone else has said that yeah, too. I feel it so strong. It's like so oh, present. And you know, what's weird. And I'm super not a doctor. Obviously, I am not. But when I like do energy stuff, like because with women and, and their bodies and stuff like that, I often do find that women will have sometimes fertility issues. Yeah, of course, it's genetic. It's never anybody's fault ever. But like sometimes I'll see people who overmother a little bit in their lives have fertility issues. And interesting, right? And it's just it can take its toll over the years or whatever with um, reproductive organs, like when they overmother, 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 and it's just it. I mean, you're doing it. It's good that you're doing it. I just have this feeling like if you didn't like, and you just and you and Brock were like, let's just try it or whatever. Like I feel like it would work out for you guys, but you know, it is good to, that you're doing this for yourself, so you have that peace of mind. Yeah. It's so funny. So, um, did you see the episode, this Sheena, what this Sheena, this season when <laughs> the Vegas Sheena came around? No. Okay. I don't, so I the show like very sporadically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this season, um, I wasn't invited. Neither was Kristen because we're always left out. The whole crew goes to Vegas for Tom and Katie's second wedding because they never mailed in their marriage certificate and have not been legally married for the last three years. So they all go. There's this girl who works at Vanderpump Cocktail Garden who looks like my twin season one. She's 27. When I was like 26, 27, I was like, 
the same voice, the same giggle, the same nose scrunch, the same, I don't have them right now, but cough and nails. Like there's so many things about this girl that are so similar. And guess who hooks up with her? Max, of oh course. This type. So, so this is, um, this is all happening like on the show, but I had actually become friends with this girl through Lisa and Pandora because they FaceTimed me with her and they're like, this is so crazy. Like this girl, like, oh my God. And so her and I became friends on social media. And then when every time I go to Vegas, she picks me up at the airport. Uh-huh. We go out. Like that's like my girl. Like she's a talented singer. You're like she's a doppelganger like, connection. It's literally. Like yeah. <laughs> and so when we were um, out there for Valentine's Day, like uh, it was like one of my last trips before everything got shut down. And yeah. her and I were out. We're at a club. We're not sober. And she came up to me and she goes, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I'm a little bit psychic. Oh my God. And she goes, I know you froze your eggs. And she goes, I'm just going to say... I think, or she's like, not I think, she's like, I think like Brock's the one or whatever, but she was like, she goes, you're going to do whatever you want with your eggs and whatnot. And she goes, but you're going to have one child with Brock naturally, and it's a boy. And when you find that out, give me a call. And I was like, okay, you're freaking me out. Get away from me. Go do another tequila shot. This is weird. And then when you said that right now, and then my other friend, Jamie, who's like super psychic, she was like having all these visions the other day. And she's like, Sheena, I see like, you're in like a nursery overlooking the beach. The room's yellow. And I'm like, mm, don't like yellow. So that's like she's right there. No. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, she goes, but that could just, she was like, I mean, she's not like a train. She's never like really got training Yellow's in it. So like she gets vision. It's like a hopeful vision. Yeah. It's also like a gender neutral color. That's so true. she was like, well, maybe it's just like, I don't know, like maybe that's a vision for my second kid. Maybe it's my first, maybe. But it was like the same time Brock and I were talking about like getting a place in like La Jolla overlooking the beach. And it was oh just like so many weird things. And like we've said, you know, if we do go like the IVF route that mm-hmm. we, if we have a choice of healthy embryos with both sexes, we would do a boy first. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I feel like, I feel a boy. I don't feel like Brock's going anywhere. I feel like I don't know anything about he has that he has kids though, right? Brock does. In Australia, yeah. He's so yeah. Okay. I was just feeling her, you know, energy yeah. or whatever. But I feel like for you, like the boy is so strong, but then I feel you're not gonna just have one child. Like I do feel more children around you. Yeah. But it's just that boy is just sometimes I'll yeah. So it's it's funny when you're I love when friends like get a little psychic, like when they drink and they're like, I'm a little psychic. And they are. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, the things that like Jamie, like that night, she was like, whenever she gets drunk, like drunk Jamie is psychic. Like it's crazy. And the things that she was like telling our friend Brett in the group chat, like the guy he was seeing at the time, like everything Jamie said, it was like, then Brett didn't hear from this guy for a couple weeks. And then he found out that like, there was like, someone who was, it was just everything that Jamie was feeling, like all did come true and came full circle. And so then she's telling me she sees this like nurse and I'm like, okay, okay. This is like, and also another thing she told me last summer, it was the wrong guy because she said Brett at the time, but that was just who was in my life. So Mm -hmm. that part of the vision was obviously wrong. (laughs) But she was like, she goes, it's weird. She goes, I see you. She's like, it's like, like maybe it's Hawaii or something. She's like, I see tiki torches. And she's like a lot of like fire and it's tropical, but like, that's your like second wedding. I'm like, duh, I've told you that. Like I've said, if I get married again, I want it to be on an Island. Like, and she's like, Sheena, you've never said that to me. I've never heard you say that. And I was like, wait, what? And I'm like, that's so crazy. Cause even like Brock and I have like talked about, you know, like whenever we do get married, like I would want it to be in like New Zealand or Bali. Cause he's not crazy about Hawaii, but I'm like, we got families on opposite ends of the world, yeah. but New Zealand, Australia, and Bali are my favorite places I've ever been. So I'm like, well, maybe we do that. Like, but it was just crazy how like she's had these visions of things that like have come true or things that I want that she didn't necessarily know. That, so I love that. And, and that's what spirit will do. Like when you are, and when you're open to it, which you are obviously open to like messages from people or whatever, you don't shut things down. Yeah. And so spirit will find lots of places to give you these like encouraging little like, yes, messages or do this or, or take a moment or, you know, whatever. And that's what I love about your energy. Like 
you're the type of person that I feel like you are in a place of yes for a lot of things. Like when somebody talks to you, you're, you're open-minded. You're like, well, you, you, you maintain your own thoughts and your own opinions, but you're like, yeah. you will open up. And, but that's how spirit gets to us. That's how where our lives are able to be blessed by like new stuff and new opportunities or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. But are you guys moving? Cause you feel like you're not going to stay where you are. Um, we're in my vacation house for quarantine in Palm Springs. Okay. So we're just here for until lockdown lets up because I'm like, I love my apartment and I love being by the beach and same with Brock. He loves his apartment and being by the beach, but I don't want to be quarantined in an apartment when I do have a beautiful house. I spent a lot of money on with a pool and a golf course. Oh no, no. You want that. (laughs) This is very temporary. This is like my, like every other week escape, like during like filming and just like whenever we did Thanksgiving here. So like that's a new tradition. But um, yeah, this is definitely not permanent. I, I think like, permanently more San Diego eventually. Yeah, and I feel like you and him doing something together, you know, like yeah. that or whatever. Um, okay. And then like, I guess, all right. So who do you, this is like totally just different topic. Who do you vibe with? best on on and of the cast like who's your easiest to vibe with tom and ariana have always been my ride or dies we yeah. had like a bump in the row season two and three but and it's one thing that literally even this past weekend when uh they surprised me out here for my birthday Aww. and we just got very emotional. And I was like, I just can't let this go. Like the fact that like I was ever about friend, they're like, Sheena, it's been like five, six years. Like, let it go. Like we're so past that. And I'm like, I know I just still like feel, and they're like, just, can you just please let it go? And I'm like, I've let most of it go. It's still a little there. Cause I could cry right now. So it's still there a little bit, Aww. but those are like my people. And then Kristen and I yeah. are so insanely similar that I think that's why we've butted heads a lot of the time, but it's also what she brought did. her and I so yeah. close. Okay, I can and, see that, um, yeah. Max, uh, oddly, after dating and then like despising him for a few months, we have done a full circle. Like, and he's, I speak to him literally every day. He came out and surprised me for my birthday. Him and Brock are friends. Max is from San Diego. Like, Max and I will carpool down to like hang out with Brock, just the three of us sometimes. So, He's become one of my very best friends. That's right. Um, and then like Brittany, I'm definitely close with. I feel very comfortable with her. I know I could call her anytime, any day. Yeah. But um, but I definitely feel closer to Tom, Ariana, and Kristen and Max. It's funny that you say Ariana. She has such an interesting aura. But she's like, um, she's yellow and she's pink. But she doesn't... Wait, yellow? Her name when she's drunk as a joke is Yellow Robe Smith. Stop! I don't know where it came from, but a yellow robe. (laughs) She's like yellow and pink. And okay, so... Like I said, I watch the show sporadically. So I told like my listeners, I'm like, Ariana's pink. And I always say like pink... Like if a Disney princess were a color, they'd be pink. And then everyone's like, she used to be a Disney yeah. princess. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> she loves pink too. It's so, oh my God. But she yeah. shoves it away on the show. Like, so like mm-hmm. on the show, she wears like an inauthentic purple, which so people wear like inauthentic colors when they have to buffer or something, you know? So, and I just think that's the nature of the, of the beast. Like you yeah. have to be on your game and you have to know people's motives and you have to know like where they're coming at you and what angle or whatever. So she's got to like turn that up. She's got such like a sensitive, sweet, but also kind of like, I just get with Ariana, just very, um, I feel like she's a private person, which is funny. She's so on the show. I forced her to be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be on the show again. (laughs) And it's funny when you say Kristen, because she's purple too, but it's a different purple than you. Um, I, I think like, you know, when I see her on the show, she's honest about when she's upset or she's going through something or she's having a raw season or whatever. So like whenever I see her sometimes like lately, her purple has been a little like muted or muddy or something where yours is like a lot brighter. Mm-hmm. And this, the shades for me just have to do with like how we're talking to ourselves in our heads. So with her, I always worry about like, oh my gosh, how's her self-talk or like what she putting up with or things like that. I feel like she's very smart. But mm-hmm. also, uh, she can be mean to herself or something. So 
that's my thing with Kristen. Like, yeah, she's, she's too hard on herself. That's what she's I. She's the call. way, and the thing is, I feel like she doesn't believe that she like deserves the like genuine happiness. Like mm-hmm. the guy she's with right now just is over the moon with her. But then there's these moments when crazy Kristen comes out, and I'm like, stop it! Don't <laughs> fuck this up. Like this guy is incredible. Yeah, you're like that's good that you're like her little Jiminy Cricket. You're like on her shoulder, like stop it. And yeah, because purples can be self-destructive, and I'm sure like you 100%. felt like this. Yeah, like especially when we feel like we're doing well. Let's talk about that because like you know, as a, with you, I'll bring it back to you. Um, I talk about a lot, like people throwing purple bombs. Okay. Like when they're, um, purple, you throw bombs. It's kind of like when you can't articulate what's wrong with your life. So you'll do something just like absolutely ridiculous. And it just like blows up in your face. And I've noticed that every purple does this, like from like, they hate their job. So all of a sudden, like they accidentally send an email to everybody saying about how much they hate their boss or like, <laughs> they cheat on their boyfriend and leave their phone out or something. Like, have you, is there a purple bomb you could share with us that like you, <laughs> you can remember throwing? Ooh, that's on the spot. Um, on the spot. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure something with like, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think this season. Um, I mean, Kristen just dropped a purple bomb at the reunion. Oh, did she? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Um, uh, it's funny. It's easier to see when other people do it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's always like when we do it as purples, it's kind of like, oh, that is so awful. I never want to repeat that. Like, like I understand. I feel like probably like something around like with like Dana or something this season. I'm sure I did because I wasn't really myself last year. I was just yeah. like really depressed and just like not in the best place. And then all these new people are coming in and I'm like, bitch, I don't have time for you. I am yeah. like, I just like, I, I definitely wasn't the best to her, but she was kind of a bitch to me in the beginning too. She's and a little hardcore. She's got a, yeah. a she's got a lot of thickness. Um, I think with you, you look for people who are vulnerable and because you're not somebody that's gonna like rip somebody up. So like, just be real with me, you know. Yeah. And, and so like, when somebody has like such an armor on them, which I feel like Dana has such an armor, she's like. She's like red and yellow, which is like a really weird combo. And she hides a lot of her purple, which is like her uh-huh. own vulnerability. Who do which you I've at? seen before. Like her and I have had those moments with each other, but yeah. we just aren't the type of personalities who are instantly going to click. She's a Stassi. Like she, well, Stassi's yellow too. So that makes yeah, sense. Makes yeah. Sense. Like, <laughs> like sometimes yellows and purples, it's kind of like, mm, they like look, they give each other a lot of side eye. Like what is your, yeah. what is your deal? Like, <laughs> you know, and like, like the purples will be like, you know, lighten up or just be real. And the yellows will be like, stop being so messy or like whatever. Yeah. And it's just kind of like silly. Or um, who do you vibe with least on the show? Would you say? Least. I mean, you've really grown um, up with everybody. So it's kind of like you're a family, whether you guys like it or not. So it's just probably depending. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like, and I'm in a good place with everyone right now, but just personality wise, I feel like, Stassi and Dana are very just like harsh, bitchy personalities. And Lala has become that. But yeah. Lala has that soft side to her. And that's what, how her and I became friends. And I mm-hmm. think that side, you'll see at the reunion if you watch it, um, yeah. will come back out. Okay. So I feel like her and I are reconnecting. But even with Dana and Stassi, I mean, I feel like things are like, especially with Stassi, like we're in a really good place. I can text her and joke around and yeah. I don't get anxiety when I see her name on my phone anymore. Like, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Why is Stassi texting me? Like, we're not friends like this. We don't text. But, um, but yeah, I would say like, yeah, vibe the least probably with them too. Yeah. Depending on the, on the season, yeah. like what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah, where can we? I'm so appreciative of you coming on today. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Where can we find no, you? Tell us all your all your things. I want to, especially your YouTube channel, because that's been like very entertaining for me. Can you tell us? Thanks. Everything? Yeah, so that's just like youtubecom Sheena S C H E A N A, and it's at Sheena on everything: Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. 
Oh my God, I haven't followed you there yet. Have yeah. you have you embarked on doing the TikTok thing for Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like the um like physical, like workout type of ones or like Oh my gosh. Because he's so freaking strong. He's so red. Um, red people yeah. have a thing, like with what he lifts and do all these like does he do like like I don't even know, like the hardcore stuff like that would make me puke like what kind of workouts um, does he, do? he he used to <laughs> quarantine has gotten us actually a little lazy on the yeah, workouts same. so we're trying to get back in a better routine yeah but um he was a professional rugby player so i mean he's oh trained as a professional athlete for many years of his life which so cool yeah, I think he just has like permanent muscle memory. <laughs> like so red, like the teamwork, the leadership, the aggression, the competitiveness, like everything's a game. But yeah. Protective, soft, good listener, secure, yeah. able yep. to be like, I want you in my life and not be weird about that. Like, I like that. Yeah, totally. Tina, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. This is so cool. you. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. I'm always down to do this kind of stuff. So whenever you want to do it again, let me know. I love that you're into psychic stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. You take care. Thank you. You too. He's got him back. All right. Well, how did it, uh, how did the interview go? It was good. You know, Sheena, you know, from the few times that we've watched Vanderpump Rules. Yes. um, Like I told her, she's the most purple of the purples. She, yeah, and uh, yeah, I actually was here before the interview started. Yeah, uh, and she definitely seemed very purple. To but me. it was on Zoom. We did it on Zoom. And yeah, she we said did. Hi. Yeah, I said hi. She's really friendly. She's really nice. Well, how do you know purple? Like, how do you know that she's purple? Uh, well, something I could just tell. You yeah, know, how? I mean, well, she was kind of jumping up and down, and oh, okay. before the interview on her trampoline by the bed. And- <laughs> Well, she, the triple E. She was on her bed. She was bouncing. Oh, like she was, okay, what you're trying to say is she was yeah. like, she was like jumping around to get her headphones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I you mean, just, I, my, you, like, you know, know I don't have that vision in my uh, <laughs> eye. So in my, in my imagination, there was a trampoline. <laughs> well, all right, so purples are bouncy. <laughs> the purples are bouncy. Okay. Um, she's friendly. Yeah, she's very friendly, yeah. outgoing. You can tell she'd talk to anybody. Yeah. Purples she, will do that. Seems like she'd dance. She seems like a good dancer. She does dance. Oh, she, oh she's see, a performer. I, I didn't even know that. Yes. Um, I don't know how I can tell. I mean, yeah. I'm just really good at telling like purple, you're blues. Uh, I'm really good at telling red. Purples. Oh yeah, you're good at the. And red she didn't purple. look like a red purple. She's not. She's she a, looked like a purple. She's a lot of purple, a little bit of blue. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. I was gonna say definitely not a red purple. Yeah, she's naturally like way more purple than blue. And I told her I was talking to her because you know she kind of got the shaft of the season. Okay. You know, with the edit, we'll call it. Yeah. And, those um, the thing. Editors. Well, that's just how it works, you know. Like, and it sucks, and and you don't have control, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think. When talking to her, I was talking about like purple shaming a little bit, like how there's going to be a target on her back because she does kind of go for it or she will just say something or she will, you know, she'll kind of, I'm sure that she'll fall into the traps they set up for her because she's not one to hold back because purples don't. Yeah. Which is like a purple shaming thing. So they can kind of set up an edit to make her look like an idiot or right. like whatever, a flirt or like whatever. I mean, she's going through like really heavy stuff, yeah. actually. And they didn't like capture any of it. But that's, you know, it's a show. I mean, that, that's what the Bravo producers do. Well, it's a I mean, show. It's any yeah. show. That's I mean, what they do. They're you know? there to make you look like an idiot. Well, it's a narrative. They yeah. want an. And you know what I found interesting about. Her situation, which kind of relates back to us, like the whole, I should have told her this, like the whole make your own magic mm-hmm. thing, you know, like, cause you know, she has this YouTube channel and she has like other things going on now and it's like, she'll control her own narrative if yeah. she can't make your own magic. Yeah. You gotta make your own magic. And which I really liked about her. Like, right. she's like, okay, you know what? That's the edit. Go catch me over on my podcast or catch me over on my YouTube channel or catch me wherever, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's her way of taking back control. Definitely. I mean, you don't want to have Andy Cohen over you anyway. <laughs> I don't even think it's him. Well, it's yeah. like, uh, it's like I mean, it's a like production the, company. Yeah, he's the face of it, you know. No, but I they're, they're it's like a whole other situation, you know, yeah. like with the production company and and not it's not even him, it's like the other the people that control the editing in the editing room. That's true. But he's the not. executive producer, so he does put his name on there. That's true. His name's on it. Yeah. He so, does the reunions. Yeah. We'll be ex- you know, I'm going to mm. make you watch another episode before the You think I'm like on his like Epitab is going to write the greatest producer of 3D material in the history of the world. Yes, I think it will. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I just actually watched, like, I actually did watch this past episode and, yeah. like, um, just 3D. Oh, third dimension. If you don't want to listen to our podcast, we did several. How many podcasts ago was that? It was about, Five or six? Yeah, it was, like, the fifth dimension one. That's what we're talking about. Like, the 3D is, like, really material world, like, surface stuff. And, like, you kind of want to raise to the four and 5D. But, like, these shows are very 3D. So, anyways, the show... Last, <laughs> I wish you were watching it with me because they were fighting about who was going to have the pool party. This is which show? This is Vanderpump. Oh, for Rules. Vanderpump. And Jax okay. like was going to have a pool party, yeah. but then he sent like a rage tweet to Tom. <laughs> okay. And then Tom was like, "I'm going to ha- Tom Sandoval." He's like, "I'm going to have a better pool party." And then he like invited everybody to his pool party, and it was like that was the episode. Oh my god! And it was the the pool parties were on the same day. Yes. So there was like. Did anyone go to Jackson's? I think he ended up canceling it or something. Uh, and did he go to the other one? I know everybody like just kind of went over to the other one. I have to finish it, but um, it was it was oh, okay. it was like this crazy. Just Jax is like losing it. Oh my god! I'm really worried. So about who him. had the better? Does Tom? Actually, wait, who's the other guy? Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Does he have the better pool? No, everybody was saying like he like probably won't even have food because he like. You know, and, he I mean, and they were saying that he doesn't have furniture, I, and that Jackson and Brittany have like a house with food and furniture. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And they were arguing about who's more grown up. Meanwhile, I mean, they're all like late thirties. Yeah. And I'm gonna, t- I'm probably <laughs> gonna take a lot of heat for this. What I'm about oh, to say, boy. but think about this: Jax has a pool. Do you know what probably goes on in that pool? <laughs> Would you really want to go swimming in that pool? You really like Jack. Yeah, you're going to you? be calling up Gilead and getting some hepatitis pills. So, <laughs> uh, you probably don't want to go in that pool. I so mean, to to you know I'm worried, to their credit, I'm a little worried about Jax. I feel like he's falling apart at the seams. Uh huh. And um, well, just random. Tell him to call you. We'll see what happens. I feel bad for him. I feel like he's got like a lot of pain. Honestly, really? I have like a lot of pity for him. Really? Like, yeah, well, he's like really trying to stay relevant. Mm. Like, I just worry. Well, he's about still on the him. show, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, like, he's he's raging, and you can tell. Like, I like there's so much that's for like the show, and then there's stuff that's like there's something else going on behind yeah. it. And well, that's where the part of me that's like a mother in a way is like, oh my god, that poor person inside. Yeah. Like, what happened? And Bravo's going to exploit that, obviously. Yeah, he doesn't look well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Sheena, great guest. I had a great time with her and explaining her version of purple. So everybody, I just want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, I appreciate you. This podcast is for you and about you. And I love your feedback and support. Couldn't do it without you guys. Take care. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.